BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Jack Harlow, if you're out there listening, one, your name is super easy to pronounce. B, you're really tall and I would love to climb you like a tree. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, guys, and welcome to a brand new episode of Almost Adulting with your favorite host, Violet Benson. I hope you missed me because I missed you. And welcome to the month of April. We are focused all about women in the workplace. We are all about you better work, bitch. I don't know. I just feel like people don't want to work these days, you know, kind of like Kim Kardashian, but not. So this month, what we are going to be focusing on is imposter syndrome, how to talk your way into a promotion, nailing a job interview, office politics, office bullying, how I started daddy issues, manifesting, that time I worked at the DA's internship uh, with Camilla, our vice president, which I know I just mispronounced her name, so someone kill me, how to get an internship, what it's like to work with other women in big offices, all about crypto and NFTs. I'm gonna teach you guys about that. Well, no, I'm gonna bring an expert to teach you about that. How to not compare yourself to everyone else that's more successful than you or everyone else on Instagram. Nepotism. So how to not compare yourself to nepotism babies. Uh, it's very common here in Los Angeles. I'm gonna have a ton of special guests this month. I'm super excited for that. I'm going to have some contests this month. I'm going to have Better With Violet segments. I'm going to have a whole episode dedicated to you guys this month. It's going to be my confession corner. Every month we're going to have a confession corner. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to this month. So welcome to fucking April. You better work, bitch. Okay, so today's episode is a solo episode. It's an episode I've been recording for the last month. It's kind of my vlog style type of episode. I'm finally going to cover today why I switched my podcast name. So no, you're not going crazy. My podcast name was not always almost adulting. It used to be too tired to be crazy until one day I woke up and I was like, let's switch it. So I'll tell you why I switched. You know, I just realized I was yelling. So suddenly I'm like calming my voice down. I've, I watched on TED Talk how to be a better podcaster. So it's about slowing down, relaxing, breathing. So, um... That's what I just did because I realized, oh shit, I am on Adderall. People who listen to my podcast are not on meth like me. So slow down, take a breath, lower your voice. No one likes your voice when you're super annoying and it's overly high, especially the men the DM me and tell me they always mute me when I talk. Anyway, okay, so I'll talk about why I changed my podcast name. I also get super vulnerable with you guys. It's basically going to be two to three segments today. And I'll also discuss imposter syndrome and me experiencing it. That's when I get vulnerable. The best advice my mother ever gave me. And am I moving to Miami? I don't know. Gotta stay tuned and you'll find out. Before we even talk about celebrity news, blah, 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 blah. I did want to cover something. 
since a lot of you guys asked me to kind of tell you more about my life here and there, a couple of days ago, I went to my friend's concert. His name is Hart, and he's in a band, a brand new band called Mother Lover. He used to be on the show called Riverdale. I've seen better plotline in porn than I've seen on the show, but people do love it. It's a pretty popular show. So anyway, he's in a band with the redhead from that show. I think his name is KJ something. So I went to a show this weekend uh, a couple of days ago. It was super fun. And it was basically people from Riverdale there. And you're like, why are you telling us this? Well, years ago when my friend Hart got on the show Riverdale to play the blonde girl's brother. I'm so bad with names, sorry. He basically posted a picture with one of the twins from the show. His name is Cole. He posted a picture with Cole as an Instagram. And when I clicked on Cole's Instagram, and this is years ago, I couldn't get on the Instagram. And that's when I realized this man that I've never met in my life or done anything to has blocked me on Instagram. So Cole from Riverdale blocked me on Instagram and I never had an answer. And it was kind of like an inside joke that I had with some of my friends on like, why did this person block me? I've never met them. And I've also, I'm not the type of person to bully anyone online. So it was definitely not like, it, and it wasn't even my daddy issues account. Like it's not like my memes offended him. It was my personal account. So it's like my tits offended him. I don't know. So basically I go to the concert, my friend Hart's concert. And then afterwards we all go to like this private restaurant to throw a little get together for Hart and KJ, JK, Hart and the redhead guy from <laughs> Riverdale. We go to throw like a little get together for us and Cole's there. And I'm like, this is my time to, you know, confront him. I've always been dying to know. And also like when we first got to the concert, I swear, I'm not lying. He did turn around and looked at me twice when we were, he was walking around. So I was just like, so does he know? Does he know he blocked me? Like I'll finally have my answer after years of not knowing. So now we're at this restaurant at the bar and I come up to Cole. He's super proper, super f nice. And I was just like, hey, I have a question for you. And you're just like, yeah, sure. What is it? And I'm like, um, okay, not to be weird, but like years ago, Har posted a picture with you and I clicked on that on the picture of you and I couldn't get to your Instagram and I realized it's because you blocked me. And I don't think it doesn't make sense because I don't think you know me. Do you know me? And he's like, no. And I'm like, right. And I never met you. Like, I don't know you. So I didn't know it was like an accident or like, and he was just like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I, uh, I didn't block you. So I don't know why that happened. I was like, wow, what a boring story to tell my listeners tonight. But uh, I mean, today, but I was just like, right. And then he goes, but what if I did know I blocked you? And I'm just not telling you. And I'm like, but do you <laughs> like, do you know? And he was just like, no, I have no idea. And, he, and I was like, you know what? And, and then we just made a lot of eye contact with each other. And then the conversation was like super awkward. I'm very bad at knowing how to exit conversations. So then I'm just giggling, staring at him. He's awkwardly staring. Like you can tell he's just like, please leave. And I don't know how to leave. So then I'm like, ah, yeah, that is weird. And he's like, yeah, that's so weird. And I'm like, right, weird, huh? Ah, and he's like, yeah. And then we just keep looking at each other. And then I'm like, oh, I know how to save this. And I go, I know what happened. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I bet you, you had a big crush on me. And you DM'd me and I didn't respond. <laughs> and you were like, that little cunt. And because of that, I bruised your ego and you blocked me. Totally thinking I'm going to save it. Instead, he just looked at me like I'm psychotic. And you're just like, right, yeah, 
could be. And I'm like, um, well, anyway, it's nice to me. He's like, yeah, it's nice to, nice to me. I don't know. I can't tell you what happened. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go. And he's like, right. So then as I walk away from him, I see his girlfriend that's been watching us talk. And I'm like, okay, V, you're such a girl's girl. Let her know that you weren't hitting on her boyfriend. So I'm like, you want to hear a funny story? And she's like, what? So then I tell her the story. <laughs> about him like blocking me years ago she does not find it funny and she's really nice by the way we were, we were really cool with each other anyway she doesn't find it funny so then it's awkward now between her and i and then again i don't know how to exit the conversation and then she's just like oh well i'm sure he didn't mean to hurt your feelings i was like no he didn't hurt my feelings it's just like it's funny right like that's so funny like for years i'm like why did this guy block me and she's like yeah it's funny and i was like okay well i'm gonna go <laughs> So anyway, Cole is really nice in real life. I like him as a person because I did feel like I was rejected by him by getting blocked. I will say if him and his girlfriend don't work out, I am definitely available. My daddy issues do have me, you know, pursue men that um, block me. Wow. Did I just discuss this for 10 minutes? This is so pathetic. Did I just do this for 10 minutes? Has it been 10 minutes? Wow. Kill me. This guy has never even thought about me for one second. I just spent 10 minutes talking about him on my podcast. Anyway, so Heather, who works for the podcast, we're currently figuring out the title for her. She does a lot for the podcast. She had her own theory. She thinks Cole was probably dating someone three, four years ago whenever Hart was on the show. And Cole must have accidentally, supposedly, this is like the best case scenario. I don't mean to toot my own horn. I don't think I'm anything. Trust me, please don't get mad at me for, you know, having any type of self-esteem, God forbid. So don't kill me for this. But she said, what if he did accidentally stalk my Instagram? The girl, whoever he was dating at that time, saw it, didn't appreciate it and made him block me or she blocked me from his phone so he wouldn't look at my Instagram. So he may actually either not know why I'm blocked because he supposedly Quonko had a crazy girlfriend or he blocked me to not fight with his girlfriend. So I don't know. That's what she suggested. Maybe it's an Instagram malfunction, malfunction or something. Um, but the best part of that night was actually that um, the redhead from Riverdale, his name is KJ, I think. I can't look at my phone because I'm filming this. But his girlfriend who just had a baby with him, Clara, Clara, I would say Clara because I'm Israeli. She's French, so she would be Clara. And not only is she so beautiful in real life, but she's so French. That was my favorite part about that night. Hart's girlfriend, Cole's girlfriend, and uh, Cage's girlfriend, and uh, even Cole's brother's girlfriend are all foreign, Barbara. So all the girls there, they have accents. And it made me feel more like I fit in. It was so nice to talk to all the girls. And then Clara, her and I started bonding. And the thing is, a lot of times with people who are foreign, we have different, um, we grew up differently. So she was able to relate to me about having, growing up with daddy issues, not, not really having a relationship with my father. And it was so cool. We started bonding and it was literally my favorite part of the night. It's like, there's nothing better than when you actually have a conversation with somebody that's not shallow when you go out, especially in Los Angeles. And she just recently had a baby and she was talking about how she was asking me for advice, what I did to finally have a better relationship with my father. And I thought that was really cool. So I started explaining to her how, you know, because we I didn't grow up hugging him or saying I love you. So I said, when I made that decision that I no longer cared if he was going to reject me or not, 
I decided to be brave enough for us because I realized it's up to me to change the pattern because he's not going to do it anymore. And I know it sucks. Like, why do I need to do it? But I was like, whatever, it is what it is. It's up to me. So I knew at first my dad wasn't going to say I love you back. And I knew at first my dad was going to get really weird about hugging me when I'm going to try to do it. But I said, I'm going to try to do it because tomorrow if he's going to be gone and I'll never see him again, at least he knows that I love him. And I literally got emotional trying to explain that to her. And I said, so I started by before when we every time we were on the phone i would say right before about to hang up i'll say wait dad hold on and he's like what and i'm like um okay i love you i'll talk to you later and it would be silence on the line and then he'll finally hang up and it took a few times until finally he was just like silence and then he's like uh me too and then afterwards silence and then he's like i love you too and then I started, you know, kind of hugging him more when I would see him or when I would leave, I would kind of try to do a kiss on the cheek or the hug. And it was so awkward at first because it felt not natural. We didn't have type of relationship, but slowly and surely it got more and more natural. And like we were both so happy and I feel like that's how I was able to change the dynamic. But it was only when I was able to remove my ego and to accept the fact that I will be constantly rejected by my father or feel rejection by my father for a while until he'll actually, you know, do it as well. But it doesn't mean that he doesn't love me because I understood that he had just other ways of loving me, just not physical touch. And yeah, it's pretty cool. Like now I see my, and I remember I was telling Clara how excited I was. Like, I'm like, it's so cool. I didn't even realize like I see my dad now we hug and it's so natural. And when we hang up, like my, even before I say, my dad's like, I'm so proud of you. I love you. Bye. And I'm like, always want to cry when I hear it. Cause I, I just can't believe it. I mean, I've only experienced this type of relationship with my father, um, the last eight years. So this is still fairly new to me. And it was really cool when we had this conversation. She's like, wow, now that I have a baby, I want to be a, like, I want to be a different parent to my child. And I want to make sure that I give more love to my child. And she's like, I think having a baby and wanting my parents to spend time with my baby, I'm going to make sure that I work on my relationship with my father just like it's really inspiring and I literally was almost in tears and it was my favorite conversation and she's like I'm so sorry that I took so much of your time and I'm like are you joking this is the best part of my night and then I'm gonna go home and not leave my house for two more weeks while I hibernate before I can see people again but yeah Clara was really cool the girlfriends I know I should be more excited about quote-unquote the guys from Riverdale but it was actually their girlfriends they were so impressive so cool Barbara was super chill and nice walking around giving everyone shots like catering to everyone and then I just they all had accents it was just so cool man I loved it it was it was such a nice night and everyone check out mother lover by heart and KJ please God be his name be KJ so I didn't say his name wrong I'm, I don't want to be like yeah the ginger from Riverdale so um that's that before we get started with the next segment i'm gonna cover some pop culture not that you guys even care about it blah 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 but don't worry i'll have another show pop culture soon which i'll discuss um when i'm crying in the third segment anyway okay so a few things happen that i'm gonna cover really quick first 
I have to set the record straight about something that I said in last week's culture segment, pop culture segment, and I got everything wrong about Jason Momoa. Not only did I get his last name wrong, which means I'll never have a chance with him at this point, but he must be a listener of my podcast because after I said that him and Kate Beckinsale, the one with the really cute cats on Instagram, after I said that like he kind of gave her his coat um, at the Oscars, he decides to set the record straight and he denied any rumors that there's anything going on between the two even though I'm pretty sure there were pictures of it. I don't know. Anyway, he even denied giving her a coat or to anyone. (laughs) So I do think that means he's still single and I still have a chance. Uh, (laughs) Which, by the way, the end of this podcast, I did this thing with Heather. Like I said, she works at Almost Adulting. And we created a list of the men that I should date. So the end of this episode, I'm actually going to read out the list of the men that I've decided that it's time for me to date and they will be so lucky to date me. So I can't wait for that list. But Jason Momoa is one of them. Anyway, earlier this week, Courtney decided to get eloped with Travis in Vegas, but it was without a wedding license, a marriage license. So technically it doesn't count, but it still made the headlines. I personally think it's because of two things. One, her outfit at the Oscars was average at best. Clearly she's pregnant. I mean, it's so obvious. I was even like, oh, why does she look like that? I'm like, oh, I'm so silly. She's pregnant. Like, it's pretty obvious at this point. So I I think the reason they got married or tried to elope, A, is because she's pregnant. But B, is because I believe we romanticize celebrity romance so much that not only do these celebrities love each other, but I think they become really obsessed with the attention. Because imagine how awkward it really is when there's a photographer like filming them or taking photos of them when they're like, baby, take your tongue out. And they're like licking each other or like finally kissing and stuff. Like there's no way that's actually comfortable. But when we see the photo, the final like results, the final finish, it seems romantic or hot, but it's very awkward to actually probably like do the whole scene of like practically almost fucking each other while there's somebody holding a camera filming you. So I think as much as the celebrity couples get in love with each other and they love one another, I think they also subconsciously love how much people love them together. And I think it gives them a high. And plus like Courtney's a Aries, Travis is a Scorpio. They're ideal and they obviously really hot couple together. Scorpio and Aries are just like the best sex in the world. Trust me, I would know. I'm a Scorpio, so if you're an Aries, I hope someone on the guys that I've chosen to date is an Aries. That would be super sexy. Okay, finally, in last news, and there's a reason why I'm mentioning these men. Uh, Okay, so Andrew Garfield and Alyssa Miller, there's a rumor that they broke up. But then Alyssa was like, no. That's not true because she went and posted a picture of the two of them with a caption saying, if you must gossip, at least use a cute picture. LOL. I love you, AJ. So then everyone was like, oh, never mind. She they're still together, which sucked for me because on my list of the men that I'm choosing to now date as a favor to them, Andrew Garfield is on it. So I was like, "Okay, never mind, Heather, I'm going to cross out Andrew. And then she was like, wait, guess what? And I'm like, what? And she goes, actually, it turns out that that picture was an old picture, which is very weird why Alyssa then would post it. But it was an old picture. And then people, it was confirmed that they actually broke up a month ago. Rumor has it that the reason they broke up is because Alyssa was constantly calling the paparazzi 
and Andrew was sick of it, which would kind of make sense why then she posted like a last attention type of thing, a picture of them. That's what Heather said. In Heather's opinion, she thinks that's why she posted a picture of her and Andrew to show that they're still together to get that little tension. Here's what I think happened. I think they broke up a month ago. They fucked again once, you know, that little like, cause no one fully breaks up. People always still have sex once or twice or a few times or me for eight years with my ex-boyfriend until I finally say goodbye. So I think he put his pee pee in her mouth and then she took it as we're together. And then she posted that picture saying like, sorry, we're still together. And then he had to call her or tell his manager to call her manager and be like, hey, I know I put my pee pee in your mouth, but it doesn't mean that we're together. It was just my pee pee in your mouth. So I personally believe that's what happened, but that's okay. Clean slate because him and I are meant to date or any of the other 12 guys that are currently on my list, which you'll hear at the end of this episode. So that's that. I'll talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know in the reviews what you think. And I'm so excited for this business ass month. I'm going to teach you about NFTs, crypto, workplace, promotions. Let's fucking go. Love you guys. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Almost Adulting. So I cannot tell you how many times I have sat down and tried to record this little bit you may not know this since there's going to be other episodes that will air by now but this is actually right now you're hearing the first time i'm recording after being going on a hiatus for the last two and a half months so i'm finally back and it took me a few recordings to finally feel confident and ready to be back and to talk to you guys So this is my little solo vlog episode where I give you different bits from throughout the month. So we have a lot of things, not a lot, but a few things I'm going to address on this episode. And that's going to be a, the fact that I changed my podcast name, the fact that I went away for two months. I'll also discuss a friendship breakup and why it's important to just let go any harboring negative emotions towards someone that let you down and then the last one will be i don't know who knows i haven't recorded it yet so before i get started there were there was a few things i wanted to address first of all you're like v what was wrong with you thought to be crazy why did you change that name well i changed that name because a i felt like i've outgrown the name we all have in my opinion but b it was because i didn't like the fact 
that we even use the word crazy constantly in our vocabulary. I mean, yes, we kept saying we're too tired to be crazy, but I'm a big believer that what we put into our bodies affects us. And obviously I'm not that much of a believer when it comes to food since I still eat like shit, but I'm working on it, I think. But I am a believer in that people you surround yourself with, the energies and also the words that you say and how you talk to yourself, it means the world and it affects us whether we realize it or not. So I didn't like the fact that we kept using that type of connotation or using that word crazy all the time. So I kind of, that's why it kind of inspired me to start fresh. And almost adulting, I feel like no matter what age you're in, you're always trying to adult and you're always doing your best. So it's kind of like I'm there, but I'm never actually there. So I'm almost there. <laughs> and that's kind of how I came up with the name. Plus I like it, AA. Like double A batteries for your vibrator. I always keep you going. <laughs> I will always keep you. I don't know. Sorry, I'm rusty. Okay, so um, the second thing I want to address the fact that there is going to be a whole new structure on the podcast. If you haven't noticed, I'm going to have a bunch of contests every month. There's going to be one episode a month that will revolve around you guys, the listeners, and any fun stories that you will have. So it's like one episode just for you. Then there's going to be a boot camp every month solo one then there's going to be an episode like this like just a random fun vlog and then there's going to be me interviewing celebs and guests and I also even took in things that you asked me to consider whether you believe me or not I tried to read all of your dms and I also read all of your reviews including the bad ones and the mean ones even the ones that you know it's not actually to give me feedback it's just to like you know ruin my day when I'm done crying I do take in that feedback. Even if it's with a grain of salt, I listen. So I listen to all your feedback. And one, it was like, Violet, shut the fuck up when other people speak. You know what? You got me. Okay. I hear you. Done. So now that I have all these solo episodes, I will be more pleasant. <laughs> and I'll be careful with not giving my own advice when I'm interviewing someone. Because you're here for them. 100%. Secondly... V, talk more about pop culture. I hear you. Guess what? Now, every episode, we're going to have 10, 15 minutes about everything that's happening in pop culture. Boom. V, I want, we need more video. Boom. I'm on YouTube now. Got it. V, more episodes. Boom. Now you're going to get six episodes a month for me instead of four. And they're going to be on time because I heard you about that too. And lastly, there was a few comments, especially from Canadians. I don't know how I've pissed off Canadians lately, but... You guys went from being super peaceful, and I get it. There was a lot going on in Canada recently. So I get it. Everyone's really stressed out. I mean, the whole world is stressed out in general. But I got some angry Canadians in the reviews lately telling me I'm a little cocky. So I actually did want to address that. I appreciate the feedback, and it made me think about something. So bear with me. When I started my account, Daddy Issues, around seven and a half years ago, um, if you don't know my history is I used to be an accountant, like a real accountant at a large public accounting firm. And my life was miserable. The women on my team were making my life miserable. It was hard. It was not fun. I was it was one of my lowest moments in my life. I was super depressed. I really wanted to become partner, but the way it was going, the the women were bullying me so hard and not just me exaggerating, like to the point where HR had to constantly get involved in the bullying. It was pretty bad. So 
I would wake up every morning, I would sit in my car before work, I would cry, then I would get into work. And then I would leave super late. And I would cry myself to sleep. And I was just like, that's the American dream. That's the nine to five of my dad told me it happens. And I just need to toughen it up. And then one day, magically, I created an account called Daddy Issues. I didn't think anything of it. And it was at a point in my life that not only was it the lowest point in my life, but it was a point in my life where I didn't know who I was anymore. I was really lost and I felt invisible. I felt invisible half of my life, but at that point I didn't even know, I forgot who I was completely. And when I created Daddy Issues, it was just for me and my own self-esteem. And when I created Daddy Issues, the reason it was my alter ego is because I created a persona of this girl that I wish I could be like her. She was so cool. She had all the friends. She was so rich and I did not, I, I didn't grow up rich. And she was so rich, she had everything de designer. Everyone noticed her. She was never invisible. She was invited to all the cool parties. All the boys liked her. And she was nothing like me. I was nothing like her. I never thought I could be anything like her. And when I created her, I literally created her where I decided who her parents are, what they do. I decided, I, I wrote a background story for her. It was a whole thing of who she was. That's how I created daddy issues. And then I started posting my memes and I started to notice that a lot of people could relate to the memes I was posting and to my captions and it made me feel less alone. And the more I continued posting on daddy issues, the more I started to gain back my confidence, my self-esteem, and the more I started to feel like I fit in. It was the first time in my life that I finally felt seen and like I fit in and that I'm not invisible. And it reminded me who I was because I, I forgot for a second. The more I continued doing daddy issues, the more this alter ego, I started to become her. The more people could relate to me, the more I was like, I stopped caring about wanting to fit in, which is so crazy. It's always when you finally, you're so desperate to fit in until when you finally do, you realize how much you never care to fit in. And that's kind of how I started to feel. I felt like it was okay to be myself. And I think that's always been my goal to help everyone else through daddy issues and through my podcast and through my whole brand is that it's okay to be you, even if you doesn't fit in. It's for all the misfits and for all the weirdos and for anyone that's having a bad day. It's for, it's for you know, it's for the women, the gays and the days, days and the men too, I guess. It's for everyone. <laughs> so I'm kidding. It's for everyone. Then one day I became an alter ego. I became her. I finally gained the confidence. And I finally felt like I was her because I stopped caring about fitting in. And then I was also able to help everyone else out there that was going through what I went through. So basically, the reason I'm telling the story is that when I created this alter ego, I inside didn't feel like I was anything. I felt worthless and I felt like I was nothing. And we feel like that. You never stop feeling like that. You always have those moments. But I created an alter ego and I pretended to be someone else. And eventually I believed me. I believed the character I was pretending to be and I became her. And then the more I continued that account, I ended up outgrowing my alter ego and I felt like I've matured. So she became alter ego again. But the point of the story is that sometimes it's easier to pretend to be someone else. Sometimes it's easier to hype yourself up and to tell yourself lies in order to eventually believe it. Because if you don't hype yourself up, no one else will. It has to start with you. And the same way I did that with daddy issues, I wasn't that girl. I wished I could be like her. And eventually I did. 
But at first I kept pretending. And one day I woke up, I looked in the mirror and I was her. And it's kind of the same thing. I still have these moments even now, even I've outgrown my alter ego, I've grown up, I do so much self-growth and all that. But even now I still have days and moments of insecurities where I feel like I'm not enough. Even trying to record this podcast, it took me so many days, so many tries, so many recordings to feel like a recording is kind of okay and you will like it. Even yesterday, I was on a call with one of the girls on my team and I was just like, but what if the listeners are over me at this point? What if no one will listen? What if, what if I suck? What if I lost my touch? What if, and it was all these worries. And she's like, just do it. You just got to try. So I just want you to know, I still have those moments. What you get to hear in recordings on podcasts is me half the time faking it. I'm very sarcastic and I kid around and it's me faking it and doing my best every day to put on a smile and pretend that I'm great and pretend that I'm perfect because if everyone else around me can believe it, maybe I will believe it too. That's where it comes from. And then if I believe it, then maybe someone out there who's listening to me will feel inspired and will want to walk around hyping themselves up too and that will also help their self-esteem. That's the goal. So I'm sorry that I don't come off sometimes as a victim or as feel sorry for me because it's not that the type of podcast I don't want you to feel sorry for me I will cry for myself I've learned how to be there for myself and how to cry there for myself I'm here to hype you up and to make you love your and to help you love yourself and to help you figure out your life as your big sis and I'm here to be this character that you need me to be of like this confident bitch that you're like yeah I need to be more like that that's what I'm here for so in reality I'm so sorry if you're having a bad day or I come off cocky sometimes or any of that. I'll, I'll take notes of that, but it's, I want you to know that I'm faking it. I'm just doing my best to survive another day on this earth. And it's easier for me to tell myself that I'm great, to pretend sometimes on days that I feel my worst than it is to look in the mirror and remember the girl that I used to be, the one who felt invisible, that no one cared about her, that she's worthless. Like I still have those moments and I don't want to go to that place. I don't want to be that person. Even if that makes you feel better about yourself, like I can't do that to myself. I, when I sink down, I stay there. I don't, it's going to be very hard for me to pick myself up. So it's important for me to hype myself up because I'm very alone a lot of the time and that's all I have, the lies I tell myself <laughs> and the lies I tell you. So hopefully um, that part makes sense. As for my new podcast, another thing that, I mean, I already recorded about, I guess I'll record it here, is that before the year ended, I created a list of everything I manifest, want to manifest for myself for the new year. And it was really crazy because one thing I had on my list is that I was like, I want a new, I want new agents, a UTA. And I kid you not, January 1st, I signed with UTA. And I was like, oh my God, it's working. And then I wrote down like other things that I want. I didn't fully get some of those things, but came close enough. Next thing I know, my amazing agent at UTA, Shelby, she ended up helping me connect with the new network I'm currently with. And they gave me everything I was looking for. Then I managed to hire a completely new team 
I managed to create a whole new structure and I managed to feel passionate about my podcast again because some of you said it felt like I was burnt out the end of last year and you were correct. Thank you for knowing me so well and seeing me. I was burnt out and I needed this time to, a little bit of break to restructure everything and to be passionate about what I do again. And I'm so fucking passionate about this podcast. I'm so fucking passionate about you guys. And I'm just so excited to what the future holds. Not only am I gonna do stand up this year, not only do we have six episodes now a month, but I'm hoping to also tour this year podcast wise and to meet all of you. So when my agent Shelby got me this podcast deal, she called me and she said, we got you the deal and it's a six figure deal. And I was like, wow, okay. And then she said, by the way, we're also gonna do stand up this year. We're gonna figure that out for you. I was like, all right. And then she said, and also, we're in discussions. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but fuck it. We're in discussions with Spotify Live for a second show for you. And that's also a six-figure deal. And I was just like, okay, thank you so much. Because all three things were on my list of what I wanted to achieve this year. So when we hung up the phone, I called my mom. And the first thing I did when I called my mom was I started crying. And my mom was like, are you not happy? What's happening? And I go, no, I am getting everything I want. And she goes, yeah, so what's the problem? And I said, well, I'm scared because now that I have everything that I want, that means I can actually lose it. And I was like, mom, I'm scared that, <laughs> what if they find out that I don't deserve this and that I'm not that special and there's someone out there that can do it better than me. And what if I fail and then everyone knows that I fail? What if they know that I'm worthless and I actually have no idea what I'm doing? And what if I'm not enough? And what if my listeners don't care about me anymore? And like, what if this doesn't work out? And then everyone knows I'm a loser. <laughs> I don't want to be a loser. And my mom said, well, Violetta, losers are people who don't try. And as long as you try, you will be okay. And that obviously made me feel better. <laughs> But it is a, such a crazy thing about that it's always so scary when you finally get what you want because you either realize that it's not what you want anymore or you realize that now you can actually lose it all once you get it. But like Jim Carrey said in the past, he said that people go their whole life failing at things they don't love. So you might as well do what you do love with a, with a chance to maybe fail at it. But yeah, I just wanted to share that because obviously I want you to see my real side sometimes. I don't mean to always come off like a confident person. As you know now, I'm faking it. <laughs> but that was my fears and I was so scared. I, it was, I was so scared to start again. I, I was really scared. Obviously, I don't want to let anyone down, but I'm going to do my best. And that's obviously all I have to offer. And, you know, my mother also said that you have to believe in something. So you might as well believe in yourself. And I agree with that because you can't expect, how, do, how can I expect anyone else to believe in me if I don't believe in myself? And I have to at least try. And that's why I picked up the mic today. I got the courage and I just said, fuck it. Let's just go. And I started recording and I just recorded the first 20 minutes of this podcast and I'm excited and I'm happy with it. So that's that. That's what I'm going to leave you with. And... Actually, there was this one quote from this one movie and this guy said it was about dating though. And he said, 
there's nothing worse than when your dream girl becomes a reality. And I think it's the same thing sometimes with your dreams and goals. It's so much easier to sit and say, oh, if only I had this and this and this. And you're just wishing it versus when you actually, when it becomes a reality, you're like, fuck, now I actually have to try. Ugh. But I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this podcast. I'm excited for what this f- future holds. I'm excited for this year. I'm excited to make the best out of everything, including the bad moments. So that's my little bit. And um, tune in to the next bit about friendship breakups. Love you guys. Bye. So I am back with cat hair on my mic and for another little segment of this episode. So such a funny story. It's actually not that funny at all. But um, recently I had a conversation with my mother and I was telling her I'm not feeling that great. I was just feeling like maybe people just don't get me. And it was kind of getting to me. And my mom said something. She's such a wise woman. She said, she told me that, well, if you keep pretending to be someone else all the time, then you're always going to feel like people don't get you. And I was like, damn, that really hit hard. And she was right. I do always pretend to be someone else. And I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Okay. That's why this morning and on this recording, I woke up and I decided today... I'm done being nice. Today is the day I choose to be a cunt. (laughs) Right? Um, I mean, this is probably what she was talking about. (laughs) But the truth is, I am such a people pleaser. I don't even really know who I am. Like literally when she told me that, I was like, well... Can you tell me who I am or who I'm supposed to be? And then I'll act the part and I'll be that person. And she was like, that's literally the problem. And I was like, oh my God, okay. Never mind. I'll figure it out myself. But um, the truth is, is that (laughs) I hate admitting this. The truth is, is that another day, another sleigh, I got dumped by a boy that wasn't even my boyfriend. And it was like, first of all, I didn't even like you. So why am I the one being dumped? I hate when that happens, when you don't even like a guy that much, you kind of give him a chance or you're kind of planning probably maybe to reject them, whatever it is, and then they end up rejecting you first. And it's kind of like that euphoria um, quote. It's like, I mean, like I was gonna say no, but like, why are you saying no? And it never feels good. Even if you're not interested in that person, the minute they reject you, that's it. It's over. Suddenly you start thinking, maybe I did like this person. What if he was the one? Suddenly that person becomes so special because now it's all the, but what if, you know? Um, But basically he decided to let me know that he started seeing someone else. And I was just like, lit, thank you for for letting me know. And of course, obviously I respect that. That was really nice. But yeah, it was all over the tabloids the next day. So thanks for giving me a heads up and you can kiss my ass. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Yeah, I'm kidding. But um, last night I was feeling sad about it a bit. And that's when I called my mom and I, you know, had to vent. And then this morning I woke up with a God complex. You know, that always happens. You're kind of like, I hate myself and I want to die. But also like, I'm so fucking hot. (laughs) Yeah, go off, girl. Let me listen to some Doja Cat songs that make myself feel better. So 
First order of business, I have decided officially that I'm starting hot girl summer early. It actually has nothing to do with how you look or how I look. It's more about how you feel inside. And I'm just going to, I'm sorry. I know I'm supposed to be more like myself, but I'm just going to go along with this God complex and tell myself I'm hot shit until eventually I believe it. And second order of business, I will be thanking God and the universe for releasing this person out of my life because I don't know if you're like me, but I have a hard time letting people go. Like, I don't like change. So if they stick around, I'm like, that works for me. <laughs> it's so much easier for me when someone finally moves on or finds someone else because then I have no choice but to move on. And especially if they're not the right person for me. And of course, this guy's not the right person for me because if he was, he wouldn't leave. And we would get along better and i don't know you know so thank you i don't feel like good like you right now i'll be honest but eventually in a few days in one day or two i will feel like what a blessing you know and then the third order of business for me i am announcing this that i have officially am taking a break from men i no longer understand them i don't get them I'm done dating them. I mean, whatever handbook was handed to me, I clearly have an expired handbook. My handbook expired because that's the only explanation I have. And clearly no one sent me the updated handbook on how to deal with dating men in this century. So clearly I'm not getting something, which is why I have decided to let go. And, you know, I'm not looking to get a new subscription not right now. So cancel my subscription to any dating men. I'm done. And, you know, for the sake of my mental health, I'm just taking a little break because I can't fucking do this anymore. And I know I say this every time, but I mean it this time, okay? And that's the end of that. So to wrap this episode up, is that, I mean, I already know the name of this episode is going to be Identity Crisis because it literally started with me telling you that I have to act cocky, but I'm going to try. I mean, act, I have to act confident so I can eventually believe it. And then I shared my real emotions and sometimes I get insecure. And then next thing I know, I'm having conversations with my mom where I'm crying, where I feel like people just don't get me. And this guy just didn't get me. Always thought I was playing games with him. And now he found someone else. And then my mom telling me like, well, just be yourself. And I'm sitting here like, I don't know who I am. <laughs> so someone can just tell me. <laughs> but I guess maybe that's the whole thing of almost adulting or growing up is that every day you just keep changing and maybe, you, do, you know, I think sometimes I, I have such a need to be a perfectionist and to be perfect, to always be happy. And I always feel like I always need to be happy because I get scared that, you know, I feel that People don't want to be around sad people. People don't want to be around lost people based on my interactions. I almost feel like people always want to be around me more when I come off super confident, when I seem like I'm always happy, even though that's impossible and just not normal. That's toxic positivity. I just feel like that's when everyone just wants to be around me. And I feel like, you know, it's that fear that if I, my mom was like, you know, I like you how you are when you have those moments when you're humble or sad or you don't feel that great about yourself or when you're just being really sweet it doesn't always have to be like look at me I'm so confident I was just like I guess I just thought that then people wouldn't want to be around me but I guess it doesn't matter because even if you're confident 
people still don't want to be around you. So you might as well be yourself. <laughs> That's the lesson. I hope you guys are having a beautiful day. And I want you to take in what my mom said, which I do really love that if you keep pretending to be someone else all the time, then you're going to keep feeling like people don't get you. And I do want to be more like myself, even if it's someone that has boundaries and sometimes I don't want to go out because I'm tired. So I'm not going to pretend anymore that I'm down because then people will think I'm boring. Instead, I'll just go home or the days I don't feel that great. You know, I need to be more honest with myself. I know that I think that people will like me more if they think I'm always confident and always happy and always killing it, but it's not good for me and my mental health and it's me just pretending to be someone else. And people will like you or not like you regardless of who you pretend to be. So hopefully I think it is much better when people stick around based on who you actually are versus based on who you're pretending to be. So that's that. One thing that I did want to mention was I'm pretty sure in this episode, I am sad for two seconds over a boy. I recorded that two, three weeks ago. One, A, this boy already contacted me. So um, yeah, men don't change. So obviously that really didn't work out with that girl. I rejected him. So that made me feel better. And then he went and had sex with that girl that night after I rejected him. So that made me feel less better, but also good riddance because... Or rather, he wastes someone else's time than mine. So goodbye, Pisces man. Don't need you. Um, the second thing is that I'm not sure if this part was in this episode, but I kind of felt like shit about the fact that the way this man moved on was by going on a date and getting paparazzi shots with the girl he went on a date with. And that kind of hurt my feelings. It made me feel like I wasn't good enough. It made me feel like, oh, is that why he didn't go out with me? Because I'm like a very private person and and that maybe I'm not famous enough. Like those two to be taking photos of me. And it made me feel like that's why he went out with her and not with me. So in my brain, I kept thinking like, wouldn't it be cool if like I was recognized or like maybe that would make me look cooler and then someone would like me, someone would want me, which is so silly. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because in Miami, when I had dinner with one of my friends, she brought these two guys with us. And one of the guys thought it was cute. And we kind of know each other for a minute. So when we go into the restaurant, the people in Miami are just so cool and so nice. I kept getting approached. I kid you not, nonstop. I kept getting approached at being asked for pictures. And it was so cool to meet so many of you guys in Miami. But it, it was also like, it felt like really nice. It was nice feeling. And also I was kind of curious, like, oh, Maybe this guy will think I'm cool because people appreciate my work and people are approaching me and it shows that I'm cool. And I really thought like, finally, this time I'll be good enough for someone. That's how my stupid brain was working. And I remember when I went to the bathroom, I find out that when I went to the bathroom, he looked at my friend, this guy, and he goes, whoa, I didn't realize how famous Violet is. I don't know. It's kind of a turnoff. It's like, it's like a lot. It's like way too much for me. It's like, it's a lot. And when she told me that, he said that, I was just like, okay, cool. So first, I feel like I'm not enough for one guy because I'm not getting paparazzi shots with him because I'm more private. Then I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if I got recognized or whatever, something, maybe then someone will want me. And then for this guy, he's like, oh, that's too much. She's too much for me. I can't handle that. And I'm like, wow, you can't win, which is honestly why uh, this episode was also about me just giving up on dating and men because I'm done. <laughs> but not before <laughs> I read you a list 
of the men I've decided to date, yes. Am I done with dating? Yes. But if I have an opportunity or a chance with one of these men, then I'm ready for them. Okay, so I have decided that I am ready to date. I've taken a break for 30 minutes for men and I said, you know what? It's my time to get back on the horse. It's my time to try again. I'm ready. So if you've ever heard of The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, how about we do this in real life where I'll be The Bachelorette and you men out there will be the ones dating me. I sat down with Heather, who works for my podcast. We're still figuring out her title. We wrote a list of all these men that I will be willing to date. And any one of you will do, but I'm hoping your manager, your cousin, a family member, or even you, you might listen to this podcast and you might say, hey, I got nothing else to do. I don't mind dating this girl. Maybe a day, maybe two, maybe have sex with me. I don't know. <laughs> so here's the list. Okay, are we ready? Here are the men I am willing to quit my no men ajitas from i don't think i said the english properly here are the men i am willing to date okay so if you hear your name call me we got number one jake gyllenhaal look i know taylor swift kind of messed you up but i'm different and you're very attractive i would like to see if we can take it to the next level number two we got jacob elordi I'm pronouncing your last name wrong, maybe, but your first name, I said it correctly. Yes, you went out with my friend, and one time I was kind of rude to you because of that, but I'm willing to let bygones be bygones. We're Obviously, we're going to date casually since you went out with my friend, so it may be weird, but um, I'm open to dating you. And you have like all these sex scenes with Sydney Sweeney, who kind of looks like me, so I'm sure there was like a lot of sexual tension. And you may be looking, you may be looking for a wish lookalike of Sydney Sweeney. And that could be me. So I'm available. Okay, up next, we got Dylan O'Brien. Enough said. Jack Harlow. I really like that guy. He seems really cool and funny. And he's also really tall. So I would love to climb you like a tree. Jack Harlow, if you're out there listening, one, your name is super easy to pronounce. B, you're really tall. And I would love to climb you like a tree. Next, we got Sebastian Stan. I actually don't recall what this guy looks like, but if he's on my list, that means I'm, I'm willing to date you. Then we got Ben Barnes. Then we got Andrew Garfield, who's recently single. And you're not into paparazzi stuff. That's cool because I'm not famous enough to get take pictures taken of me. So we'll never have that problem. So we should date. Up next, we got Jason Momoa. I finally learned how to pronounce your last name properly. So my reward should be you inside of me. <laughs> totally kidding. Up next, we got Elden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. Look, I can't pronounce your last name. So most likely when we get married, you'll take mine, Benson. But you're Jewish, I'm Jewish. You're good looking. I'm easy on the eyes. I think it can work. Up next, we got Sam Claflin. I cannot tell you who that is, but if he's on my list, I'm willing and I'm ready. And then we got Edward Holcroft. And last but not least, we got Captain America, the main guy from Captain America. I forgot his name. But if you're listening, 
I would love to date you. I would love to see you naked. <laughs> this is terrible. Anyway, if any of the men I currently read your names, if you're hearing me, if you're listening, I am available. I would love to date one of you. Any one of you, I'll take it. Even if it's a few of you, even better. Consider this The Bachelor. And the prize is me. The prize is me getting to date you. So have your managers, have your team reach out to my team. And I'm looking forward to dating all of you guys. Have a beautiful night. Have a beautiful day. And this is it. Bye.